0: Okay, yeah, yeah, we're we live right now. <laughs> they didn't see me comb my beard, did they? No, I didn't okay. see that. I didn't hit the live button. We're live now, yeah, we're live now, yeah.
1: <laughs> so I'm okay. new to this, so you got to break it down to me. So, do people you ain't new to this, this live, man? You ain't new to this. No, 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 no. this particular uh connection and how to get people
0: on. I mean, people can okay. see, it, right? Yeah, 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 they, they can see us, but up here in the top and the top uh there should be a little eye thing right, right now we don't have any viewers so okay. i'm hoping that people you know kind of join in a little bit um yeah. so if not you and i just have a conversation so we got a okay, couple yeah yeah have conversation like like we always do we right you know let them know what we talk about <laughs> see and, and i
1: i wish uh i wish um i wish you were alive because i'll tell you tell me about that 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 red
0: table talk Oh, listen! We got a couple minutes. <laughs> we got a couple minutes. I'm actually. I think next next week I'm having some la- a lady on. Not some lady. A, a, a PhD. She's going to come on. Talk about and we're going to talk, talk about that. We're going to talk about some other stuff. i want to talk about. I had wanted to talk to her about being um her journeys in the academic world of becoming a doctor. And does she face any sexism along yeah. her path to, to becoming a PhD? And so right. she runs a singles ministry at her church. Okay. And so I said, I like, yeah, let's talk about Will and Jada. So, so she's like, yeah, okay, we can that's, talk about it. So, That's enough. So cool. Yeah, that's that's next week. So you and I, there's four people watching right now. So thank you. Welcome, everyone. Thank you, everybody. Welcome, everyone. Time. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, my girl Karen's here. We had a great uh, conversation uh, last week. Tiffany's here. Uh, I'm going to start paying Tiffany. She's here every week. Tiffany uh, Ray Rose. What's up, bro? That's my brother right there, Ray Rose. Ray um, Rose so tiffany uh bosco um she uh karen is a retired detective uh tiffany is uh uh defense instructor inst- and okay. extraordinaire for the waterbury police department uh ray rose another good brother from the waterbury police department okay um so so in um uh karen and i had a great uh conversation uh last week you know she talked about her time obviously in the pd and she talked about um she now works for DCF as an investigator for them. So she she, I don't know if she jumped out of the frying pan into the fire, uh, with, with their line of work there, you know. So so we had a great conversation. So anyone else who's gonna check this out, I really highly suggest you check check out that that conversation that we had. Um, so we're gonna get going here in a second, here, but let's let's just take two seconds here. Let's talk about Will and Jada. Will it <laughs> will and jada i actually saw something man that really kind of made me think man this this one other uh guy had broke down that whole situation Mm -hmm. and he said that listen you know uh, forget all the nonsense that they had going on forget all the nonsense that that whatever their life is it is what it is you know you and i got our own lives and and all that kind of stuff but he said listen at the end of the day we uh you know they decided to work through it and work and work it out you know 25 years um, so that's, that says a lot about them and uh, uh, their commitment to each other, you know, ups ups and downs. Anybody who saw the, the table talk, you know, you saw where, where Will said, listen, I was through with you. I was done with you. Uh, and, you know, he didn't ever want to see her again, essentially. So whatever they went through, they they decided to work it out. So I thought that was actually a good, a good, powerful uh, point. Yeah. There. So, yeah, I mean, look, man, they they have their understanding.
1: Um, um, I can't sit in the judgment seat or anything like that. But I think my concern for us as uh, people on the outside looking in, we we allow people in Hollywood um, to be our standard on how relationships should go. You know, and I just realized, man, people in Hollywood are just as broken and have issues just like the next person. So, um, you know, I tend to, my source of encouragement tend to come from elderly people who've been at it, man, 40, 50 years, and they still love each other. They still hold hands. They still, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not trying to say younger couples can, can't have that hope, you know. But what I'm trying to say, man, just because a person's in Hollywood and make a lot of money doesn't mean that they're a stand-up marriage, you
0: know. And uh, you, you know, I, th- I thought that was I, I, t- to your point there, man. When, when Jada was talking, uh, she was saying that um, you know she had gone through. Whatever mental stuff she was going through, so you think that they're in Hollywood, they got money, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And this is for you know four or five years ago when she's when they're whatever they were going through whatever they're going through, and mm-hmm. so to be going through that kind of stuff, um, uh, you know, shows you, um, you know, money what would what a, a big say, you know, more money, more problems, man. You know, yeah. so just because you're in Hollywood, you think you have the life and money and a right. husband and kids and all this kind of stuff. She still was suffering from depression and all that kind of stuff. So it didn't, it didn't save her, uh, from, from that. So yeah. I thought that was, I thought that was very interesting, you know, and you know, actually made you more of
1: a target too. Yeah, you're yeah. More of a target And the fact that you're more of a target, people are waiting for you to make mistakes and mess up, yeah. you know, um, you're, you're, and you're also a target to be idolized. You know, people, yeah. uh, everything you say is law, it's gold. You know, I remember right. um, Kanye West made a statement that said that slavery was a choice. And I was shocked to see so many African American uh, uh, millennials, a lot of them were millennials, that said they agreed with him. And my point was I'm like, you know, um, to have so much information in this information age, are you agreeing with him um, um, due to? Uh, uh, just really contemplating, kind of like what he said, searching facts. Or are you agreeing with him because of his status? And I, and I'm, 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 I'm aimed to believe that they were agreeing with him because of his status, because there's no factual information verifying that slavery was
0: actually a choice. Yeah. Well, listen, Kanye is going through some mental, mental stuff now. He wants to run for yeah. president and stuff. So I, yeah. I, I just miss almost everything out of his, out of that man. Right. 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 And and and, and the point mm-hmm.
1: I was trying to say is just the fact that because of his status. People take what he says as gospel, as law, as facts, and people do that a lot, especially even with relationships. People think that's the ideal relationship with Will and Jada, but y'all, man, research. You know, develop your, connect with the community, talk with a therapist. You don't have to look at people in Hollywood. You know, right? Absolutely. you people around you? So absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. This is not the this not the Will and Jada, uh, (laughs) but I do want (laughs) it. But I do think it's interesting. Um, Um, So therapist. So I listen. I wanna I wanna introduce my good friend. We've been friends since high school. My good friend, uh, and I'm friend with all the Jones boys there. uh, And so I wanna welcome my good friend, Pastor Stacy Jones. We grew up together. uh, Even though uh, we uh, we should have a competition one day. You shaved off your beard, but we want to. We should know uh, whose beard is grayer. I'm white. I don't have. (laughs) I'm white. Okay, okay, okay. I still, I'm still holding on to a little black in my beard. Here, so.
1: I'm, I'm all white right
0: here, white right here. <laughs> so, so we look like we're 80, but we're, but we're really not. So anyway, uh, so, so my good friend Pastor Stacy Jones called into the ministry um, shortly after high school there and uh, continue on with the ministry. Grew up in uh, Waterbury, Connecticut. Right. Uh, it been moved to Minneapolis, and uh, I and the rest of the boys there couldn't understand why, but hey, that's what this is made. So, uh, listen, Stacy, introduce yourself to the audience there. Tell us about yourself, and I really appreciate you coming. Yeah, well,
1: first of all, L, thanks for having me on, man. It's, it's, it's a privilege, honor, and a blessing, and um, it's a blessing, man, to know that me and you are still connected. Um, yeah, I'm a Waterbury native, born and raised in Waterbury, Connecticut, graduated from Kennedy High School. Uh, I came here, y'all, because I got recruited to play football at a small college. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. I, and I forget that. Yeah. And I got my, <laughs> got my education and um, I stayed here. Uh, I found my niche. I stayed here. I was able to really flow in my area of passion, which is hip hop and the arts and ministry and theology. I infused both of those things together. And um, it was it, it was my sweet spot. It is my sweet spot. So I'm doing that. Um, and I'm also just, uh, I work in the community. I work on, in... I live in the community. I work in the community. Um, I've been doing that ever since I've been here for the most part. Um, so I just, I have a heart for urban development, man. I like to see uh, uh, men and women in the urban arena, despite their background, know that they, they can have a chance at life. Even though there's challenging circumstances, discrepancies and all that, I want people to know, man, that they can still keep pushing forward. to have dreams and goals, you know, with the help of God, man, just press in and and, and pursue. So
0: that's what keeps, that's my passion, man and I use art to do it, you know? Very good, very good. Um, so yeah, man, so what, what I've always been impressed with is your dedication to the community, man. We always, you and I still chop it up, you know, uh, throughout all these years, man, and we talk about, you know, how much work we need to do within the community, and I really appreciate your passion and your love for it. And I wanted to talk about, you are, you are not too far from where George Floyd was killed, and Correct. not too far from where the riots were. So right. take us through the emotional time that you, Saw that you witnessed as you're living right there uh, in the heart of where George Floyd was was killed. In.
1: Yeah, um, it was it was shocking, man. Um, when we first got the news, um, we were disturbed. Our community was disturbed, and um, what ended up happening, man, was that the more and more um, people were just kind of just really in shock mode. We I, it was it was another form of trauma for us as the community, African American community, because before then, man, you know there was a lot of things as far as Castile, and then there was Jamar Clark, um, and there was just a lot of people in the um, city of Minneapolis, St. Paul area, that was killed at the hands of police, and then there's just a lot of different things that were going on in, the, in our city. And kind of interesting is just that statistically, we can easily pride ourselves uh, uh, after the reality of the level of integration, multiculturalism, um, the fact that you know there's high populations of, of immigrants that come and reside in the Twin City area. However, um, just because people come and reside doesn't mean that there's peace or there's reconciliation amongst the races and culture, especially the majority culture. But um, on paper, everything looks fine, but underneath, man, um, underneath the surface, there's a lot of uh, trauma, turmoil, injustice, uh, racism, systemic issues, institutional issues, you name it. And uh, that was just, that was the last straw for us in our community. But kind of interesting though, that wasn't just the last straw for our community. That was just, it seemed the last straw for our our country and then the world at large. And uh, blessed be, man, George Floyd, man, rest in peace, uh, beautiful man. Um, But it was just kind of crazy how it really kind of like, just like uh, evoked, uh, uh, just like uh, a, a revolution, man. And people are just tired. So, but I can say around here, man, we were just in shock mode, you know, we were in shock mode and uh, we couldn't believe this happened again. You know, we just like, this can't keep happening. And for some reason, like I said, uh, uh, Lawrence, man, we prided ourselves for such a long time here over the fact that we were just, we were a melting pot, per se, uh, of the Midwest. But in all actuality, you know, on paper, that's not enough when it comes to racial relations.
0: You know, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because I was um, watching Actually, no. I had I had communicated with a lady out there. You talk about being a melting pot, and mm. uh, she's uh, Somali. She's Somali, yeah. Yeah. and uh, she she does a lot of work with her in her community. Mm. And um, I, I had a conversation with her. It's going to be coming out on the podcast. I mean, not live, but but it's going to be coming up. I'm going to put it on YouTube and also the traditional podcast, the audio podcast, where we're talking about uh, skin creams and in a lot of uh, Somali uh, persons and even other. Other people who are basically not white, <laughs> whether you're Dominican or, or whatever, yeah. uh, that people are bleaching their skin. So that's the conversation we had. I'm actually yeah. going to reach out to her uh, yeah. again to see, you know, as, as we talked about what's going on in, in some different African countries, because she's still very much connected to what's going on there. Yeah. And I have not talked to her since this destroyed Florida incident. So I'm very curious to see how members of the Somali community are, yeah. are dealing with with, with that. Um, so you know, I, I you know, I thought about what you were talking about, you know, uh, Jamar Clark and the uh, Philando Castile. What, what were your thoughts about that? When, no, when those things happened, uh, you were kind of far away from those, right? No. Um, to be
1: honest with you, man, not too far. Um, I know Jamar Clark's family, uh, pretty well. Um, okay. uh, and, and as a matter of fact, one of the young ladies used to worship at my church when I was pastor, um, okay, uh, his, his sister, excuse me, his sister, man. Um, beautiful people, man, beautiful, uh, law abiding people, man. And, um, I was crushed. I was hurt, you know? And the thing that kind of bothered me was, um, just to know the story, know what really happened. And it was viable witnesses there, but you know, according to the media, uh, that's not what really happened. They, 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 um, they painted a false narrative, but kind of like how it went down. So people were able to easily draw the conclusions. So I, for me, I was hurt. I was frustrated and I felt like my frustrated was, was multiplied when I actually saw how the media was releasing the information and, um, we were angry, we were upset. And at times, um, I can say emotionally at times I felt helpless. And a lot of people felt helpless, you know, because you know, you still wanna walk in peace, but at the same time, man, you know, you get tired of going through these these same old issues and hearing the same old story. You know, for instance, man, I don't know how many more times you're gonna hear that the average person went for the police officer's gun. You know what I'm saying? And that's just that was that was the story that he went for his gun. You know what I'm saying? And I gave him the grounds to they want to, wanna, um, you know what I'm saying, kill them and all that. So, um, but you get it. I mean, I'm just saying just that, just just kind of like, you know, just kind of seeing the same old thing over and over and
0: over again, man, it's, it's frustrating after a while, you know. So let's, just- t- let's talk about what, how you feel about that and what your church members or people in the community are telling you. I assume that they're venting to you. Mm-hmm. What is their anger? What is their frustration with the police when they – Hear the stories as you mentioned, he's the, the officer. I mean, the, the suspect went went for his gun, I think, in Philando Castillo's case, right? He the officer said that uh he was reaching yeah. for it, yeah. So, I mean, are, are they believing that narrative? What What is going on in, in, in the hearts of the people? What's going on? I, I'm gonna tell you this, so man, I just think
1: people are tired, people are frustrated, man. Um, Philando Castillo's mom, a, a beautiful lady, sweet lady, man, um, um, priest does performs at her, 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 her uh gathering she has every year and then uh, as we're there we see the hope in the people but we also see the frustration and just the anguish you know but there's also this other dynamic where people are just numb you know so you see a variety of emotions that are that that's that's within the people because um you know people just feel as though that man how 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 what do we have to do in order for this kind of stuff to stop and I say for me man I felt all of those emotions you know, I felt all of those emotions. I kind of feel like um, um, uh, I remember I saw uh, uh, I watched the miniseries called King. And uh, I don't know if this actual footage was was real. But the person that was playing Martin Luther King's role, he just said, you know, you constantly keep teaching people how to love. But you'll, 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 it, you're you you like almost inhuman if you don't have to fight through uh, 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 the spirit of retaliation or even the emotions of hate sometimes. You know what I'm saying? And not hating the person just because they're human beings, but hating the person because of how they treat you. You know, you want to retaliate. And I would be a lie to say, man, at times, you know, I don't feel that
0: emotion. You know? well, how do you you're, you're a pastor, Christian, man? How do you struggle through that? How do you give advice uh, to your to your people, man, to 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 not to not hate or, you know, to deal with these plethora of emotions? How do, How do
1: you deal with that? I can say, man, there's a lot of cool stuff that happens, man. We have healing spaces, we have therapy, we have group therapy sessions. We have—I have a therapist, man. I'm a pastor. I've been a pastor for a long time, and I have a therapist. I—I—I I, I, I meet with them uh, on on a regular basis. You get—you know what I'm saying? You know, I have my family, I have my wife. Um, you know, my 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 spiritual disciplines, my devotion life, my prayer, reading scripture, man. Um, being in touch with my emotions, man. Sometimes, you know, it takes a lot for me to get there, but you know, when I feel the emotion, I—you know, I. I, I I deal with my emotion. I cry. I scream. I kick. You know what I'm saying? I, I do what I have to do to address the emotions that I'm dealing with in the midst of that. You know? Um, yeah, and I and I don't I'm I'm one that actually feels like there's no uh necessarily negative emotions, but just actual honest emotions. You know what I'm saying? The question is what do you do with the emotions? So for me, man, I, I, I deal with them. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm I'm aware of it, man. So uh I say you know group therapy sessions healing spaces uh we do it in art for instance man there's there's, there's a lot of sometimes we we'll, we'll have a concert we'll have a rally we'll have a protest we'll have all those different things man and that's healing for the soul individually and also as a community those things really help you know and that's and I think for me to tell the, my people uh, the people that God has allowed me to, to lead I uh I encourage the man to continue to acknowledge where they are emotionally, man, and through these spaces that we have. You know what I'm saying? Prayer time, um, you know, expressing themselves through their art form or, you know, just being an advocate. So there's several ways to do that. You know, but just using your,
0: your outlet. Um so Karen's got a got a question here. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh Pastor, do you encourage the people who want to protest in the community to request meetings with the police chief, the mayor, or possibly the uh, form civilian review boards as opposed to protests, which often turn violent because I'm afraid all the good that is trying to be done is lost in these violent, uh, uh, lost on these violent riots. And that's an excellent question. I was gonna get to that, but- That's a good question. Can you keep that absolutely. question there? Is that possible? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep.
1: yeah, so the thing is, I encourage both to be honest with you. I think there's what you call peaceful protests. Like for instance, a lot of people are unaware of it though, but, um, um, there's 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 protesters and there's looters. You know what I'm saying? There's protesters and there's people who are causing riots. Those are different people, and people don't realize that. You understand? So the thing is, it's kind of like what what happened is people only get half of the story. People sometimes just assume that the people are protesting are the ones that are actually burning down the buildings or, or causing havoc. For instance, in my area, where uh, our president basically said that he's gonna you know dispatch national guards, man in my area where I live in, in the heart of, of the city, man, um, that wasn't the case, you get it? Our people, the ones that were actually protesting, our people were the same ones that were actually arming, uh, uh, protecting our black owned businesses, you understand? And the businesses uh, in our neighborhood, you get it? So I encourage that. I also encourage people to even try to connect with the police chief, you know, and even the mayor, I encourage all of that. I believe that there's different uh, different dynamics in how we can, you know, um, deal with this issue. You know, we can't, I just can't say that just one issue is the way we need to go about it because there's many different issues and people have gifts and and, and abilities and how, you know what I'm
0: saying, to um, uh, fight these issues. So continuing with that same line of thinking, man. This is, a, this is a struggle that I, that I want to have, and I'm going to have other people on to talk about this going forward, is, is all the good that people are trying to do with the protests and all that kind of stuff. These mm-hmm. rioters and looters and negative actions that are going on, and we we're going to ask this question a little bit later, but these negative actions that are going on, you know, in our own home city, mm-hmm. uh, the head of Christopher Columbus, that statue was, was cut off, as you know. Yeah. People are doing this kind of crazy stuff all, all over. Is any of that helping, it's its obviously not helping. It's a it's question, I get what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so, so tell us how not to, how, tell us, I, mean, I, I wanna reach the people who are doing these ignorant acts. Is there a strategy to reach these people because they're doing harm to the mission? The mission of Black Lives Matter, and I'm not talking about the organization, I'm talking about the, 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 uh, the, the mantra that, that our lives are valuable. They're doing damage to that. To that, when they go out here, and, and now they're shooting in New York. Uh, they're shooting in Minneapolis, as you were telling me before. They're doing a lot of these things. So, talk talk to us about how we reach these negative persons. If there's a way to do that.
1: Now, I'm gonna tell you this: there is a way, and I and, and this may seem unpopular, but there is a balance where there has to be some level of discipline. And and within that uh, being said, that means like even from our um our community. We have to mobilize and really strategize on how do we set up uh, uh, basically a, a shield to protect what we have, and even you know what I'm saying um, share with people. It's kind of like um, it's kind of like uh, how can I say this? Um, I've done a lot of youth work for years in in, in the city, and there were times, man, where let's just say if, if if a kid got shot or if a kid got beat up by a rival gang, right, and then uh, one of the kids that was a part of uh, the kid uh was uh the kid that was shot or beat up uh their cousin was in my program and he came into my program right and he was very disruptive you uh, know he's very disrespectful I would I would seek to sympathize with him at the same time I would tell him listen brother young lady listen I know that you're hurting but you still have to you know respect you know the policy and the rules around here I'm not gonna have you be disrespectful to me or I'm not gonna have you disrupt what's going on. Well I'm willing to aid and walk with you throughout the process. And I feel like that's where the community has to step up and set up boundaries saying, listen, brother, listen, sister. We understand that you're upset and it's, and, and justifiably so. However, we cannot allow you to uh, be a cancer in, in what we're trying to do. And, and to be honest with you, man, if you keep on and just persist, there's going to have to be some level of discipline in order for you not to continue on with your agenda because you're causing more harm than good. So I'm saying in that context, man, there has to be some level of, 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 of discipline. And I'm not trying to say you need to go to jail or all those things, but if you're out there breaking the law to some capacity and putting other people in harm's way, there has to be some level of discipline and you have to be held accountable for that. And I feel like uh, sometimes the police, uh, it's not the police job all the time to do every single thing. That's when the community needs to rise up or people say the police felt fail, fails
0: us. We all have to take some level of responsibility. Yeah, man. So that that's one thing that I'm really, really struggling with, man. You and I are positive people. The people who are watching this are, are positive people trying to do things, man. But th- there's that element out there, who persist in being, you know, so negative, man. Like yeah. I said, the shootings are up in New York. The shootings are up where you're saying in Minneapolis. It's 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 on fire, man. What's what? what tell us about what's going on, as far as the violence continuing. Progressing. What's going on? And I want to say hi to uh, Chris and hi to Siboney, or AKA Nisi. But go ahead.
1: Yeah, man. Like you said, there's a lot that's going on, man. Um, as a result of that, man, we're still trying to recover. We're, we're, our city is in major grief right now. And then, you know, it doesn't help, man, when there's there's gang violence, there's 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 crime in our area, there's there's a series of shootings that are happening. Um, even in Chicago, man, an innocent three-year-old boy was gunned down. You know, um, you name it. You know, for instance, man, there, there's there's just innocent people man that you know you know a bullet doesn't know a name you know there's just a lot of there's a lot of shooting that's going on you know what i'm saying in my neighborhood at night you know there's there's a lot of shooting um people are being shot you know what i'm saying people being killed you know and um that's kind of like uh that's it's kind of like i feel like there's just levels of dysfunction that's that's really manifesting itself in our communities it's kind of like man everything
0: is coming to the surface so uh Right. So we so we got to address this man. How do we and once again I know that you're doing it but there's got it can't be and you talked about the what I would call the individual kind of targeting of individual kids here and there or or whatever. And I agree man that we have to have some type of mass uh I don't know psychological warfare against against you know mass ignorance mm-hmm. you know within the community just just to try to stop the flow of this nonsense man because good people like yourself who live in the community are being threatened man with with, with or, you know can't walk to the store and all this kind of stuff you know and that 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 breaks my heart man as you and i were talking i i hope that you would get into what you guys are going through right now in a more detailed way man but you and i are talking man it's it just heartbreaking to to hear uh about what's going on there man um and I, yeah you know, it's, it really, it really, it really bothers me about Chicago, and New York, and all that. And that's, and that's what, and and we're, like we were talking about before. What bothers me is, man, all the work that people are trying to do, and these idiots and knuckleheads are out here shooting, shooting and stuff. And that's why, that's why I think that the people will say, okay, well, listen, you know, these, this is what goes on in the inner cities. We don't care about the inner cities, and you know, Black Lives Matter is whether you believe in the organization or the mantra is a joke and so uh you know we got to get ourselves we got to get themselves ourselves whatever together and stop this madness man and I, we haven't reached that particular point yet and i and i i'm hoping that we, we talked about the turnaround that we that that we said with the country right this was this was a a, a shaking point for the country where where the country said enough of this nonsense right right and so i hope that this, that this would continue with Chicago, New York, Minneapolis, you name the major city where gun violence is going on at and we say enough of that, right? Am I am I wrong? Am I am I wrong? In, no, man, wrong? I'm not because a- I think I think it's taking away, it's taking away from the good that we can do. We can really get some good police reform. But but if we're not doing this, if if we're if we're out here committing these crimes and doing this stuff, then we're not gonna get the reforms that we're looking for. Maybe I'm Overthinking this right.
1: Over I don't know, I don't necessarily say that you're overthinking, man. These are issues, man. And these issues is, is is forcing us to really start to ask ourselves some hard questions, you know, and really force us to really deal with the issues at hand. You know, because to be honest with you, even though um it's unfortunate that happened with, with Brother George, man, um once let's just say for instance, man, everything happens according to plan. You know, the people are prosecuted, the officers are prosecuted, they get the sentencing that we desire, you know, justice is, is in that area. What are we going to do? What's the af- aftermath? I mean, what are we going to do? How are we going to heal after that? You know, what are some of the next steps are we're going to take as a community? Cause at the same time, man, um, we can't bring that three year old back that innocent little soul that was taken from us. You know, we can't bring, uh, a, 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 a pregnant mom that was, that was shot and killed here in, in our city of the other day. We can't bring her back. You get it. And a baby has to grow up without, without their, their mom. You get it. So the thing is, We, I, I feel like we're gonna have to continue to be intentional and and really mobilize as a community, man, uh, in regards to setting up structures and orders that, that that where we don't depend on, uh, uh, we we can be healthily interdependent, but you know what I'm saying, not codependent on organizations to make the change for us. You get what I'm saying? Because man, when we come together as, as as a collective group of people, man, and heal, you get what I'm saying, man? We 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 can do a lot a lot of good. You know what I'm saying? But I think a lot of times man, we're dependent on the system in and of itself to help bring change. And like Martin Luther King talked about, he talked about how the law can, you know what I'm saying, stop a person from breaking into to his house, but the law can't stop you from hating me. You get it? And there's a strong level of self-contempt in our communities. Because the thing is, man, you wouldn't kill someone that has the same background, you know what I'm saying, if if if, if there was if, if there was a uh, if there was self-love, you know what I'm saying? You have self-content, man. It's it's amazing uh, the
0: evil and the amount of destruction and dysfunction you're capable of of committing. What's going on there with the PD? And I got to be very honest. I've said this on other podcasts. I'll say it uh, other episodes, and I'll kind of say it again here, man. I've really been. I know people were really kind of falling over themselves mm-hmm. with the with the chief of police there, mm-hmm. uh, who was uh, you know showing a lot of uh, emotion and taking off his hat and uh you know when he was around the family and very very different deferential to the family and all that but in my mind he really dropped the ball this was the 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 guy there derek chauvin the officer there Mm -hmm. was a 19 year veteran or something like that was a training officer 18 complaints i don't know if we don't know if the complaints were sustained but 18 complaints in his jacket we talk about my pd all the time there's no way myself as a captain or my command staff members of my command staff and my you know the chief and all that would have allowed him to uh, any yep. officer like that to be in a position where he can train other officers and so therefore i put a lot of blame on that chief there for not stepping up sooner and doing something i know it's a lot of times the hands are tied by unions and contracts i i, I understand that the whole bureau bureaucratic red tape process and all that um, but but there was a some, there was a problem there with the with the uh, Minneapolis police department I'm not trying to throw stones all police departments have have problems we all we you know no one's perfect in any way shape form or fashion but but the situation that happened there with this particular officer uh was supervising other persons should not have happened I just want to say that you know uh, if, if, he, if he was here i you know I'd, hopefully I had to say sack to say it in front of them too you know it's you know this is this is a problem what happened here was a problem of systemic failures right so i want to know what's going on with the police department Did they voted to defund the police or something along those lines
1: yeah they're, they're, yeah yeah I um if, if I'm, yeah that's that's what's happening man um they're, they're um it's it's, it's kind of crazy man that they're trying to how can i say it they're they're trying, yeah, they're trying to defund the police, man. And, and I think I say in a nutshell, man, there's things that you know, as far as the inner workings of a police department, that you're well-educated in the area that I'm not. You get what I'm saying? Um, I think I would be speaking out of levels of ignorance if I was to really uh, uh, um, voice my opinion as far as what goes on within the precinct. But I know that there's issues of, you know, for me, an outside looking in and what I've experienced as, just as, as, as a citizen. There's a level of systemic racism that's going on in these precincts. You get it? Um it's 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 an environment where, and I'll even say this, man, even the way a lot of the officers relate to us, you get it? Um and 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 and, and El, I'll tell you, man, um I I get harassed. I get
0: harassed by the cops a lot. You get what I'm saying? Um here. Uh the court, well, now what do you mean by harass? Explain explain that, explain uh, uh, that to us. I How do you get pulled, harassed?
1: I get pulled over, um, uh then profiled. Uh i I'll never forget one particular time, one particular officer kept really trying to talk to me, man, and literally tried to escalate something. And I just I basically just sit there and told him, I said, listen, man, I'm a law-abiding citizen. I know my rights, you know, and I'm just not gonna allow you to talk to me this way, man. I'm 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 telling you stop talking to me that way. You get it? But his other officer friend Lily had to, you know, de-escalate the situation. But he literally kept, you know, he talked to me like I was just like a child, man. And then one time I actually got uh <laughs> They said I fit the description, and you know me, man. I'm five, what, 11, 165 pounds, and when I found out what the description was, man, I think it was 6'3", 250, African American male, and I'm just like, oh, I fit the description, and uh, I had a jean shorts and a gray t-shirt, and he had an all black. So they said I, I fit the description, man, and I almost, went, almost got arrested, and they said it was a worn out lady tackled me, you know what I'm saying, threw me up against the car, you get what I'm saying, all these different things, man, and, uh, you know, um, yeah, man. It, it was it was it was it was a crazy experience, and it was just by the grace of God that the, uh, at the time that um, that the, uh, the caretaker there said I wasn't the person that they were looking for. You get it? And the funny thing is, man, I, I think I just uh, I was actually going up to my to my apartment at the time, man, um, from work. You get it? But it was just kind of like, and I'm gonna tell you, man. There's a lot of stories that I had to deal with
0: stuff like that before. You know what I'm saying? In my city. You get it. We talked about, we talked about Fernando Castillo. Mm-hmm. The brother was pulled over 49 or 50 times, right? In the 49th or 50th time, he was, yeah, that was when that incident happened. Do yeah. You, but I know, I know you're reluctant to talk about this, or at least it seems that way. Uh, do you I think am. that there, Do you think that there is a man that there, there's this animosity? Would you say that there's an animosity between law enforcement and the community? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not reluctant to say
1: that there is. You know, the trust factor is not there, man. The trust factor is not there. And to be honest with you, man, this is the result of the levels of dysfunction where things weren't done. And it's not, this is the point that I want to say, man. I don't want to just, um, oh boy, man, Um, I don't want to, like I said, the inner workings is a tough thing, man. And sometimes for me, I tend to kind of like take a pause and, and, and cause if there's things that I don't know, I, I take a pause, I don't speak so quick on that to get it. And I have my personal opinions on certain things, but I do want to say because of, uh, just, um, the negligence man on, on not keeping people accountable, especially officers, you know, and, and, uh, and, and I, and (laughs) I mean, but man, it just, it puts us in a bad situation. It puts us in a bad situation, man. And there's animosity, and there's a lack of distrust.
0: That's the best thing I, I, Man, I hope, I hope I'm answering that enough. You get yeah, what I'm saying? No, listen, I, 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 I understand. I, I, I do understand. I know that I, I understand what you're saying. And uh, Elaine Williams is agreeing with you. We Thank you so much for, for popping in. But, but can, can I say something too, though, man? It's just that
1: yeah. and this is kind of interesting because um, there's a lot that's happening because, you know, they're, they're seeking to defund the police, right? And then you have, like, officers, you know, um, a portion of officers were, 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 were are, are are being fired. Some are, uh, uh, some are um um uh uh what's that thing that they're doing? Um, uh, some are being uh, terminated. There's medical furloughs. There's all those different things
0: that are happening. You know what I'm saying within the police department. So they're a lot. Of, they're ju- they're jumping ship basically, right? They're yeah. trying. They're yeah. trying, yeah. A trying to a lot of get medical retirements and retiring. Yeah. A lot of them, man. A lot of them. You get what I'm saying? And have you ever spoken to any of them invited to you, to your church or have you reached out? Have okay. you reached out to them? I've been a part of them, man, and I want to say there's
1: some good dudes in the force. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I like the mm-hmm. chief now, man. Eric He's he's a cool dude. You get what I'm saying? Um, okay. you know, everybody may not uh, uh, agree with him and all that kind of stuff, man. I got no no beef with them. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um okay. I I'll tell you this though, with the defunding of the police, there's certain things mm-hmm. that I, I wish would happen, like for instance, man, like the police athletically to be affected by that. And Lawrence, remember though, man, um, you know, pal from East Athletic League, man, that provides opportunities for kids to be involved in sports. You know what I'm saying? I just think sometimes out of emotion, we don't look at the 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 full the full spectrum to see what's going on. You get what I'm saying, in the midst of everything. Because when 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 we when we don't do that, man, through our emotions, we we jump on an extreme side and other things get left out throughout the process, you know? I agree with the resources. Let's be willing to put resources into some of these social service uh, uh, things and all that. But let's not forget about these other programs within uh, the department that still need to be be involved. And for instance, PAL, Police Athletic lead, man, don't just get rid of that.
0: You get what I'm saying? And
1: it seems like that's what's going to happen with the, the, the funding of the police.
0: And I'm well, I hope being- the I hope the citizens are saying are saying speaking up and saying that's. One of the things that doesn't need to go, right? If it's yeah. if it's that of the motorcycles, I mean, <laughs> get rid of the motorcycles, right? I mean, I mean and, that's <laughs> right. And, and and you know, the MPD lost their, their contract with, with the public schools here. Yeah, yeah, read right that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, which, which I didn't, there, there's a con. So the schools were paying the police. Uh, Minneapolis <laughs> public schools, to the
1: best of my knowledge, yeah, I think there was a contract there, and and uh I don't know how do y'all how would y'all do that in
0: Waterbury? That's <laughs> Uh, your assignment is to go to the schools. That's that's how we do it. <laughs> but okay. but Minneapolis, what two million people or something like that live there? I mean, it's so I can imagine that you know I I don't know you know yeah and, I don't and, want yeah there's probably workings that we don't understand and yeah and I yeah. know I know in Madison I mean that's another state Madison Wisconsin yeah uh, they 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 they're getting rid of their police and in, in their in the uh, the colleges and stuff like that too so yeah that's you know that's that same thing with the university of minnesota same thing happened too you know yeah. uh, So
1: there's just a lot that's going on within that man and like i said i don't deny um of the reform there needs to be reform you know what i'm saying um and the thing is if if i feel like um i feel like there needs to be uh and this is another thing too sometimes man, even in the midst of of, of the anger and the rage right um Sometimes we tend to make quick decisions. Don't get me wrong; decisions need to be made done, and and there needs to be quick decisions. But not every decision, I think, it's helpful like that. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And there needs to be some thought out process type stuff
0: that needs to happen. You get there, it? There's there's a lot of knee jerking going on right here that's really bothering. Yeah. Me. If knee jerking by the by by police by uh, by. Uh, city, county officials, right, making these decisions, a lot of knee jerking uh, Mm. with the violence in the neighborhoods, a lot of knee jerking on everybody's side, and we all need to kind of think about what we're doing. I wanna get to Karen's um, comment here. No, you're not overthinking it, Cap. There are a lot of internal uh, people of color problems that need to be addressed. There is a lot of dysfunction within the black and Hispanic community. Kids are raising kids. People of color are going into gangs because they quit school and feel they have no choice parents are never home people of color are killing their own routinely with no remorse there's no self-love within these communities lighter-skinned people to go against darker skinned people and it cuts off there I don't know if there's more to that Karen but and Karen I understand what you're saying but there's certain aspects of that I would challenge
1: because there are systems that are that are that are designed to kind of keep people at bay and I don't I don't want to say um there are levels of self-contempt you know and I just don't want to blame it all on black on black crime because there's a high percentage of white on white crime as well. Um, there's a lot that's going on within the communities that where, um, like I said, um, um, one of the things with the defunding of the police, right. And I know people are, are split about that. They want to put some of these, uh, uh, some of the dollars behind some of the social service programs to help people along the way, you know? So, um, I know that there is a strain I know people are divided on that, but, um, even in the midst of that, um. You know, we, we we have we have systems that are in order that that makes it hard for certain people to thrive. You know, there there are. You know, like even with education, for instance, like even in, in, in uh Minnesota, uh, uh the statistics about education man are pretty shocking and the discrepancies are strong. We get it, resources are taken out of the community continually. And and what we have failed to do is really deal with the, the root issue from everything from white flight to gentrification. There's, everything at, at, at is, is 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 how can I say I just don't want to just put it particular uh particularly on one
0: particular side. There's just a lot of dynamics that are going on behind behind the scene. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so so that idea of gentrification, white flight, uh resources uh in the public school system, right right? Um yeah that that's that's an interesting that's an interesting debate line of thinking there because yeah. That's where Betsy DeVos is from, right? Was it is it Minnesota? She's that's where she's from, and she's got those charter schools. Betsy DeVos, the Secretary of Education, am I right about that? Anybody? And that's sad because um, I'm <laughs> because because my point is is that she believes in taking the money away from inner cities, putting them into charter schools. And listen, I get that people want to uh, uh fund, uh, you everybody wants their kid to go to school and get yeah. a quality education. Everybody wants that, but to rob Peter to pay Paul and take them out of the inner city schools of education, uh, and I've read some articles. I'm not just kind of speaking about that, but I've read what she's done with these charter schools and what she believes in. Uh, some academic papers. I'm not just kind, of, but I, so I think that that's that's really really a terrible thing. Uh, Elaine Williams says, "Sure, we need wisdom and honest uh, and wise counsel there." Mm-hmm. Um, so we talked about. Um, so are, are the protests still going on there? Or Are they still? Yeah man There's just still a lot that's going on man people are, are mourning and I'm going to
1: tell you this kind of interesting um um because of that man there was a protest that uh locked down I uh, I 35W uh, uh with uh, this activist this activist in Ethiopia man um and about I think about a week ago um they shut down because uh, he was an activist he was a musician and um I think what's what it's done is it sparked a global move of people just really protesting man so um um, there was a a, a a brother in Ethiopia that was that was gunned down you know what I'm saying and it was pretty controversial so people uh took to the streets even in Minneapolis you know what I'm saying so um it's not just protests about George floyd but I think people are just saying look man we need to protest injustice in general all ac- across the globe because you, you saw what happened with George floyd man it was
0: it was a uh it was a global movement you know what I'm saying in the midst of well, I'm hoping I'm hoping it's not a was thing i'm hoping it is thing I'm hoping it is you know a global movie it, 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 it is, is. It, is. Yeah. it is and then man, i don't know if you know about a, a cool dude by the
1: name of uh i believe terry willis from uh huntsville alabama and he walked uh he walked from huntsville alabama here and he got here uh i believe yesterday man uh, or the day before yesterday and just in in respect to pay his respects man to uh 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 uh, uh, uh george floyd jamar clark uh name it man and he's 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 trying to create change, and it's inspiring a lot of people. You get what I'm saying? So it's just not just protesting, taking to the streets, but people are doing unique things, man. They want to see change in their communities. You know, so it's pretty cool you know, just to see these things that are happening. You know, so people are trying to use their level of influence, their skill set, their gifts, their talents, man, uh, to,
0: uh, to inspire people for change. So uh, I, I want to continue with that. What, yeah. is, what uh, are the religious communities doing I mean, I'm mean, assuming that you're in league with a lot of other pastors. Uh-huh. Uh, are you working with uh, other denominations, other religious organizations, yeah. Muslims, uh, uh, mm-hmm. um, other religious, I mean, can't think yeah, of other religious of right now. <laughs> work. There's a
1: lot of ecumenical work that's going on, interfaith work that's going on. There's also uh, work that's going on among uh, 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 people of the Christian faith community. There's a lot of things that are going on Man, people are involved in like a lot of the uh, uh, meetings that are going on. Um, You name it. There's a lot of distribution things that are happening. It's pretty cool, man. For instance, man, uh, people in our community just set up shop like a a grocery store, uh, uh, right in the area where some of the places were destroyed. Some of the grocery stores were destroyed. Uh, One particular thing I did with uh, my organization that that I'm a part of the Church of God in Christ. uh, We had what you call urban initiatives. And what we did was um, we set up on the South side where we were developing medical care packages for, for, for families that were affected by that. And then the, uh, it first started out with the organization where I'm the director of community relations at on the north side where we were making sure people had medical care packages on, on the north side of Minneapolis. So there's a lot that's going on, man, and, and making sure that people are have the food that they need, um, making sure that schools are, are are connected, they have the resources to give to people. Cause you know, um, it's gonna be a tough thing depending on what we decide to do as far as COVID-19, as far as kids returning to school. So and I know each state is different, but the churches are really involved. They're really involved, uh, creating healing spaces, um, counseling services, you name it, man. And, uh, they're doing it without a penny. You get what I'm saying? Uh, they're, they're not asking for nothing, but they're just really pressing through doing that. And it's a blessing to see the church come outside the four walls doing that, and also connecting with other organizations, even though the faith traditions or the theology may be different, but they're coming together for one particular cause and that's happening.
0: In your mind, is are the politicians listening to the voice of the people concerning the change that they want? Right, we're, we're talking about a lot of stuff. Right, the the, the, the religious community is doing something. Uh, uh, you know, people are painting streets. Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. tearing down statues. None of this means anything, right? None of this means anything if the if there's no demonstrable change within law enforcement. And then ultimately, we got to get to the communities as well. So, are you in your mind, are the politicians listening and saying, "Okay, listen, we really need to do something"? Because I know they weren't listening in Washington because they couldn't get anything passed there. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, would say, I would say this. I believe that
1: to some degree, I believe it does mean something. It means to the degree that it's a manifestation of the unrest among the people. I would say from that perspective, it means that um, uh, uh, people, people in power, the blood is on their hands. So this is assignment that the blood is on their hands like look how much more are you going to continue to ignore the people that are trying to uh say look don't forget about us you know what i'm saying we're here we're making we're making it known that there's issues that are going on look nah man uh-uh, something's going on no you're not going to forget about us all right so i want to say it depends on like i'm just i'm keeping it real it depends on um which politician are you talking about <laughs> you get what i'm saying um, I like. I think like that's the case for any any person that's involved in the political arena. Um, there's some politicians that are out there that, that that that's on the grind. You know what I'm saying? And there's some politicians that are just out there, just you know what I'm saying? You know, just to to be out there. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, off air maybe you can talk because you know I got my opinion. <laughs> so, but you get what I'm saying? So I I think I think um there's mixed blend when it comes to that. You know what I'm saying? Because you have something that's, that's right in the grind of it, right in the grind of it. And then you have some that just, you know, try
0: to use it as leverage, you know? Um, so you mentioned care packages and stuff like that before. Can we are, – are you all taking uh, donations or can we send you guys something or some money to help yeah. out with the care packages and all that? Do you have an address for us or anything like that? Yeah, I can leave the, I can leave the address with you, man. Um, I have okay. an address you can connect
1: with us and then okay. – uh, there's people that, um, you know, people want to know more, just take the liberty to get in contact with me. Um, you can, you can reach me at Stacy, uh, at Upworks dot O R G. Um, let me see. Right, should I try to like type it in right
0: here, or what should I do? Uh, yeah. If you can't type it in, then, I, then you should be able yeah, to type it in it right here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah. Elle, um, is it cool that I call you L or just call you Lawrence on, on you know what I yeah, mean? Listen, you call whatever you want,
0: brother. Yeah. <laughs> so, right.
1: so many people can reach me. Um, Many people can reach me through that. Stacy at upwardsmn.org. And man, if, if you're willing to spend resources and finances, man, we'll be more than happy. Our city, is, our city right now, we ain't too p- proud to beg. I know TLC used to sing that, but I'm not using <laughs> it from that context. You know what <laughs> I'm what
0: saying? <laughs> I'm not going to talk about that. You know what I'm saying? But you get one point. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's let's talk about something a little lighter, man. Since you mentioned TLC, uh, your rap, your rap star, hip hop, hip hop. Uh, by the way, if anybody's got any more comments or questions, please feel free to shoot them uh, to me. Uh, rap star, hip hop uh, artist, uh, uh, r- gospel rap. Are you still doing that? Still doing the gospel rap? Or? Well, listen, man, my son, he, he, he took the
1: torch. I gave him the torch. I okay. gave him the torch. I'm educating people. I'm educating people on the subculture of hip hop um that's what i that's where i'm at right now uh, i just wrote a book called i passed the hip-hop uh and the purpose of the book is to. you got the book hold it up man. you got the book you got the book yeah i got, I got the book let me call my wife hey baby <laughs> me, my beautiful wife can you pass me this book north me to hold the book up and yeah yeah so thank you my love yeah so i wrote this book y'all called i passed the hip-hop you know what i'm saying and uh it basically kind of i'm trying to get it straight yeah, that's good. That's good. That's great. Yeah, I passed the hip hop. Yeah, and it's it's a book, it kind of shares my narrative on um on me pastoring and shepherding the church in this context. You know, Lawrence may not tell y'all though, but me and him grew up, he was a hip hop head just like I was. So uh we, we love our hip hop music. Um funny thing yeah. is we both grew up in church, so we 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 were in both worlds, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It was like, what, yeah. like a paradox at times, right? Or yeah. we're <laughs> But just as much as we love church, we we love the hip hop world. Uh, Even though I'm still in in, in the uh, uh, faith component, I I still talk about kind of like what was like growing up uh, 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 in the church world, in in the hip hop world, being a hip hop artist. And then even when I planted a church, uh, I planted a church to reach out to hip hop culture. So I created a space for for hip hop parishioners to come, man, and enjoy the space and, and discover the artistic nature of God, not just a rigid dogmatic understanding of who God is, but just understanding who Jesus is and knowing that there's a hip hop uh aspect, man, and, and people 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 loved it. And and it was a unique it was a unique ride. And I'm still hip hop head. I'm
0: more old school though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh the the, the golden era, right? 89 to 94 or whatever it is. Yeah, Ooh, that's yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. kinda yeah. like yeah. And yeah. <laughs> there's some heavy hitters out there right now. You get it? Uh man now nah, there are yeah all are. right listen I'm, I'm gonna have you i'm gonna have you back we're gonna have this, that debate we're gonna talk about gospel more more gospel stuff we're gonna have a debate on who's good okay you know, right? the thing is i'm not even Lamar? Who, who who else i'm black Thought. all right all right okay <laughs>
1: i'll give you that i'll give you that and then there's another brother by the name of toby there's 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 a, a young lady by the name of Jackie Hill Perry there's there's just several artists out there man that that's putting verbs out man um okay well you got you got I don't I don't
0: know any of them cats but this is the thing
1: wow the underground are <laughs> to find the solid quality artists you have to go underground you can't go mainstream you you're really going to find quality artists that are mainstream because they they in order to go mainstream and stay in that vein you you, you tend to kind of kick your core values out the window. And I and I and I'm teaching young men and women, if you want to get involved in, in the culture of hip hop, make a career out of it. Seek to do it independently without the industry's backing because you you can be
0: you can um you can be your own boss. Furthermore, you can continue to walk up your values. You know I don't know great. why I don't in this day of anybody could put their own stuff on SoundCloud and charge for downloads. I don't know why anybody's not doing that. I mean, if you're going, the, if you're going the other route, I, I think you're just throwing money away or or losing out on so much. Well, I'll tell obviously you, obviously th- you won't get the obviously you won't get the the concert venues and stuff like that. But but yeah. like you said, you keep your values. You know? Yeah, people are
1: seeking to do that, but the thing is, though, we have a lot of young men and women that don't even have a value system. So I, I call it factory music, and people are producing a lot of the stuff that the people are producing is basically what they hear on the radio. You know, because remember, though, man, the way we grew up, there was creativity, man. There was creativity and, and what we were hearing. You know, you get like you get like Biz Marquis on one thing, you get like Dougie Fresh on one thing, and then you get like Big Daddy Kane on one thing. You get what I'm saying? There was just a variety of artists and they were known for the creativity. Slick Rick, the storyteller. You get what I'm saying? And you know, and, and you get what I'm saying. And and I could talk all day about that because I lecture about these and you know. Right,
0: right, right. So so uh I only ask. Well, I do want to have you back on to talk about specifically about that. But, okay. we, but we did mention the problems in the inner city, right? Yeah. How much? How much of that is attributed to the music that they're listening to? Is is the music driving this, or is or, or are people telling stories about what's going on? Wh- which one is it? a chicken and egg thing? Which which one? Which what's going on with this? I believe that's a very complex question. I believe it's,
1: it's, it's a little bit of everything, man. And and I think music plays its part. You get my point, because think about it, Dolores. In our era, let's just we can let, let's just be honest. Even though gang violence has been along around a long time, and that's one thing people need to understand. Before hip hop really came to the scene, there was still violence that was happening in Watts. There was still violence happening in Waterbury, uh, Brooklyn, uh, Jersey. There was still violence was always around us, right? But I do want to say that uh, when there was an increase on the mainstream level, it did influence and inspire uh, in a negative way. Um, men and women in our communities, and I think it's kind of interesting that some of these what they call studio gangsters is they're out there putting this <laughs> the in the middle. studio.
0: Studio gangsters, Chikasha six nine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> studio, studio gangster. <laughs> yeah, <it's> the <laughs> crazy part.
1: The crazy part. Is, there's times when I'm saying to myself, man, I wish I could have a conversation with one of these these cats out there, man, that don't. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, this is funny. The stuff that you're writing and you're doing in the studio. I have to really you know what i'm saying talk to a young kid and tell look man do not emulate what these dudes are rapping about because they don't even live that life themselves <laughs> you know what i'm saying you know
0: and they go home like, and say please and thank you <laughs>
1: you, know what I'm saying, right? <laughs> you know yeah you yeah. like dog oh, in the club oh how you doing did they come on how you doing i'm doing fine what about you yeah yeah no.
0: yeah yeah i mean yo yeah. call
1: switch like crazy and the thing is man we have to do deal- i'm gonna tell you a, a true story um a friend of mine, man, a wonderful person, man. Um, and, and her name is uh, Desdemona. And she, she, I used to uh, run a program called Hip Hop Academy. We used to teach this in the uh, in the public schools. And they asked her. Uh, uh, she asked every one of these kids, like, "Look, why do you want to become a hip hop artist, right?" And it was funny, man. Their <laughs> their whole tone changed, right? Because when she wasn't there as a as a guest, they used to tell me, man, "I want to do it to make money and to get bees." And, and the, uh, uh you know the H word and all that. That's why I want to be a rap artist. You know what I'm saying? But when she was there, they asked the question. It changed up because you get what I'm saying, man. There was a uh, there was a, a a woman, a female that was there that can actually play the role of an aunt, or you know what I'm saying, or even have a motherly role in their lives. The whole dynamic changed. You get what I'm saying? So to say that you know a person's not inspired by what they hear, you know what I'm saying that that would be that would be very careless to deny that you know what i'm saying it has some level of influence we cannot deny it because think about it me and you we grew up in conscious hip-hop and our friends that grew up in conscious hip-hop and a lot of them were affected in a positive way because of conscious hip-hop i know because of conscious hip-hop that then i have love for black history man krs1 um yeah, yeah. i love hip-hop i love black history because these brothers was teaching that a guru was teaching that right so so why is it that i can attribute my love for my community and history towards the positive aspects of hip-hop and and I can't with the same uh, 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 uh same mindset contribute the negativity with some of the trash that these kids are listening to
0: well I think that that's so right and that shows that we need to really have some some you know change the lyrics that we're listening to and all that kind of stuff but we, we could talk about that for, for days and days and days and days uh so just a couple comments here uh no they are not listening uh laws have yet to be changed Uh, We must vote in March. That's from Elaine Williams, uh, where she was talking about the the politicians there. Uh, And then when I asked the question about, uh, you know, the chicken or egg thing, you know, is rap influencing uh, the streets or streets influencing rap? She said both, you know, the kind of feeding on each other, which I agree with. Uh, Karen said, Pastor, you said people don't have value system. That's so true. It's absolutely true. And, uh, you know, this is what we have to instill in them. And I would even challenge the notion and I'd like to get everyone's input on this. That people, it shows that there's some type of values. It shows something. That story that you told about, uh, you know, that when they're in front of their boys, they want to talk about, yeah, I want bees and hoes, and I want to, I want to get a nice ride in this. But then you have this. A person, uh, someone comes in whom they look at as authority figure and they're willing to listen and change and code switch and then change, they're not going to say that in front of her. So there's something there, or at least it's impressionable. And we need to, I don't know how old the kids were, but if they're you know 10, 11 12, and now we we if we can get them, keep them at that age through PAL programs and through other programs, uh, and keep those po- positive influences on their life now when they're 16, 17, 18. And the streets don't get them but there's so much more that needs to be done with that you know kids need jobs um and all that kind of stuff it when is, i when i and i agree with you, I yeah, agree with you. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. not
1: a cookie cutter approach man there's there's yeah. and this is the thing this is the thing man and, and and i know that people are not a part of the uh faith community but something that uh a, a minister years ago a thousand years ago said something he said that we know in part and we prophesy in part prophecy doesn't just mean foretelling events it also means speaking truth to power he said we know in part we prophesy in part. And the point that I'm trying to say is just that because even though I may be skilled in one area, I may have a strong level of knowledge in one area, it doesn't mean that I have a monopoly on how do we fix the problem. Everybody has a major role they can play in order to help bring a level of healthy functioning harmony uh, in humanity. You get what I'm saying? Furthermore, man, everybody has a role that they, they can play, man, and educate each other. You get what I'm saying? That's why man. like, um, when you ask me questions about policing, sometimes, even though things go on in min- min- Minneapolis police department, L, i call you and say, L, I don't kind of explain to me kind of like some of the structural stuff that happens. And I know things are different throughout uh, the, uh, the country, but bro, we all can learn from each other. And I believe that's the issue with politics. We believe that. And, and I'll get on my soapbox. No, we gotta get ready to go. But the two party system is hurting us. Furthermore, one particular uh, uh, group cannot, adequately help serve uh, 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 everybody and and that poses as a problem so we got a lot of work to do everybody has a voice everybody has a voice man everybody every class every race every gender everybody has a on voice bro yeah yeah
0: well listen i agree with that man uh karen's laughing at studio gangsters i thought that was pretty (laughs) funny myself um so is your book on I, i never asked you this man is your book on kindle i try it's a book on Kindle. I'm in the process of taking care of that right now. Uh okay. <laughs> you can get it on my website and i am putting it up right now. Uh okay. I hate I really hate buying books. I'm gonna get it as soon as it's on Kindle. And I definitely want to have you back. Yeah. Because I want to talk about about that. Yeah, um, so
1: stacybjones.com. and I want to encourage people to please get the book. Um there's, there's some scholarship involved. I talk about stuff within the faith community, the religious sect, but there's a glossary in the back, it kind of confuses you. But man, I want I would encourage people Man,
0: they, they grab a hold of the book. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. If there's no uh, questions or comments, you know, everyone, I want to thank my man, Stacy. Man, what? So, what's 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 the what's the what's the future? I mean, what are there any more plans? For protests? Any more plans for for giving out food? What what's what do you envision the next six months looking like in um, in Minneapolis? I, yeah, definitely. I believe
1: there's going to be more protest. I believe that there's going to be now the, di- the distribution has to continue, especially because our community was affected by the riot. You know, um, I want to say uh, we for people who who are part of the, the prayer community, especially like uh, 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 Dr. Elaine Williams. I would say please, um, uh, please, please. I mean, pray because I'm little. I'm 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 cautious a little bit. We kind of talked about it too about what's going to happen. You know, as far as the verdict is concerned about the four officers that were involved in the George Floyd uh, killing, it's
0: a sensitive situation. Uh, What is the community saying? Are they concerned about that as well? Yeah, they are. They are. They are. And um, yeah, I just. Yeah, I just. Yeah. I'm I'm concerned about that, man. I'm I'm concerned about that. I think I think I think. Man, after talking to uh, and anybody who's on this, let me put up the banner here. Go back to previous episodes in my podcast here. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta put this up. Make sure you guys check out all the audio audio versions of the podcast and stuff. But uh, even on the on the, on my Facebook here, um, when I talk to uh, man that attorney. Her name is slipping God, it's so embarrassing. Her name is slipping my mind. anyway. So we, we had a defense attorney up and she was saying that um they should not have gone to the next charge of murder two, right? They should have kept in to murder three. She thinks that was a more rock solid case. Man, I really, really hope that that there's a conviction in this. I think looking at it that it should be an easy, an easy verdict, but we never know with juries, uh, we never know with police officers yeah. and how and how yeah. And how people, you know, have this love and deference for police officers, which I which, you know, listen, I appreciate that. But we you you got to hold them accountable. I had the lady on my podcast one time. And she said something that was so profound to me. She said, if we love police officers and uh, you, we want to support them, the best thing we can do is to hold them accountable. Right. Right. It, you love your children, but you can't let them run amok. And we got to look at the police in the same way, in the same manner. I love them, but when you do wrong, we got to call you out on it. That. And that's right. that's all we're saying, right? Right. Um, so that's, right. that's that's the point of that. Right. So, so I, man, I see that. And um, uh, yeah, I, I see that
1: happening, man. I, I see that it's going to continue. The distribution is going to continue. And just know, everybody, um, if you want to serve, if you want to give, I mean, please, by all means, contact me through email. I would love to uh, connect with you. And just know that it will go to good use because uh, our community does need that and just even communities around the country just know that um another thing just be mindful uh, if the verdict turns against uh, uh what we desire just also pray for um uh, what's going to happen in the other states man because i real talk though i think minneapolis is not going to be the only um, a city and minnesota is not going to be the state that's affected by it you know what i'm saying i just i think americans and people all across the world are just struggling with the lack of accountability
0: yeah i agree with you brother all right man so listen i want to have you back on i want to talk about next time we come back on i want to talk about hip-hop uh uh ministry and what ministry can do to focus on the community and really try to do some stuff there so that i want to have you back on i want to read the book too before i have you back on man so listen you're my brother man and uh and i'm always going to want to talk to you man so i I appreciate you coming on thank you um yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely, man. Um, you know, again, I'm sorry to be talking under these circumstances. Next time, we got to talk in some more positive circumstances, but but it is what it is, man. You know, so uh, I want to thank everyone for joining in. Uh, thank you so much for, to Karen, to Elaine, to uh, Nisi's here, uh, Chris Casey's here, uh, Tiffany, and I think I saw my man Ray Rose, and anyone else who popped in or anyone else who's going to watch this in the future. Really, really appreciate it, my friend and my brother. Uh, we go way back like car seats, man. So, you do, man. You do. <laughs> so cool. I, I appreciate you, man. All right, and thank uh, coming you for taking the time to listen. Yeah, so all right. Uh, uh I think there's a new comment here. Yeah, man. Troy Jones is up in the crib too, man. Thank you so much. My Troy blood jones. <laughs> all right, man. So, love you, man. Uh yeah, love you too, Troy. Uh thank you so much, Karen says it's very informative. Thank you so much, Cap. Pastor stay Jones. Listen, next week. Hold on, I gotta. I gotta get my phone here because I was using it for a light. Because my thing here is. So next week, let's see what I got going on next week. Next week is. Um, uh, we're gonna have a conversation with a couple of fellow podcast hosts, and we're gonna be talking about uh is the black community well, actually is the community are we all getting distracted and what what I mean by distracted is uh the Christopher Columbus statues uh the, the rebel flags you know we're not getting any any substantial policy substance done and that's I'm gonna know if we're getting distracted the Aunt Jemima, uh uh you know this silly nonsense in, in my opinion it's it's silly right' we're, we're, okay anti they are taking that off the off the thing there, and you know, so um, <laughs> but we saw today that uh, I guess the Washington R skins are no longer going to be called that. So, so and, and not, listen, I'm not saying that none of this is important, and it does have this this air of of uh, you know taking down white supremacy and all that. I, I get all that, I get all that, but I don't want to get distracted from the focus of we need police reform and we need to change some things. And also, in a couple in the coming weeks, I'm going to talk about strictly. Um, uh, what's going on in in inner city communities and we got to focus on that right a lot of times i it, it, you know as a former law enforcement officer people might think i'm always talking about the police the police police the police no i talk about the community too and we want the police to 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 do better but the community has to do better and you know when when all this craziness is going on we got shootings going all over the place so that just that's just proving the police's point that that we got to go in these communities and bust heads And that and that's and that is uh, and that's a problem. So I want to. So that's coming coming up in in a couple of weeks. So next week is uh, are we getting distracted? Uh, The following week, I'm actually going to have someone and we're going to talk about um, uh, what I consider my new crusade is going on a a whole food plant based diet. We're going to have a fireman. Uh, So Chris Casey, if you're still listening, make sure that you get the fireman to listen. So we're going to have some fireman from uh, either either from New York or New Jersey, and we're going to talk about the whole food plant based diet. Uh, i've dropped 10 pounds and uh, started running not tired and all that kind of stuff um so uh so that's gonna be coming up in the following weeks i got some other podcast hosts and i got a phd coming on and all that kind of stuff so we got a lot of good episodes coming up and i still have episodes that i'm recording releasing straight to the podcast uh and also to youtube um about uh about a lot of different topics and subject matters and stuff like that so a lot of good stuff coming up i really appreciate it please um one more time here i just want to put up um uh you guys can support the podcast uh through um PayPal Cash at Venmo. Go to go to Captain Hunter's podcast on Patreon. Um it helps me to buy the books to or or get new microphones and stuff like that. It helps me support support uh and it's really, really uh important. You know, I have to buy people's books if they want uh they want to come on the show, but the first thing they say is listen, you gotta buy the book. So okay. <laughs> I gotta buy the book. So so I gotta read it. So it is what it is. Um, so anyway, thank you so much everyone for tuning in for listening. Please make sure that you share these episodes, right? You know, tell them what we got going on over here. Tell them that you um uh tell them what Captain Hunter does every 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 uh Monday going on at 7 30. Um, and tell them, you know, just get friends and, and co-workers and all that kind of stuff. To listen, tell them we are t- having these discussions and we're not just gonna talk about what the police need to do to fix themselves. We're gonna talk about the community needs to do. I got episodes coming up about about women uh in in um academia episodes coming up about uh, uh about low self-esteem mental health uh people bleaching their skin uh did an episode before about uh, about women loving their own hair black women loving their own hair so a lot of different topics and, and, and all that kind of stuff so i'm gonna have another uh, uh former police officer going to come on he's now a phd he's gonna talk about you know preparing for retirement so police officers aren't you know uh, suffering from mental uh breakdowns after retirement all that kind of stuff so a lot a lot of good stuff i'm going to be coming up so make sure you like subscribe and share so thank you once again and this is last time i'm closing i feel like i'm back in church and all these closings everyone thank you so much for for coming on and i'll talk to you guys again (laughs) much love and peace